Hello, I'm Cameron Penamone. And I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this is Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat. So, it's March, it's, um, what is it, that Women's History Month? Mm-hmm. That's what, my, it's not like Women's Month, because that sounds awkward, it's like actually, <laughs> uh, March is dubbed, um, what is it? I had it written down, oh my god, I'm so ill-prepared, it's like National Women's History Month. Yeah. That is what March right. is known for. Right? Right, maybe. Let's yes. go. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Cam? So, we have been meaning to talk about this, I think, for a while, but we wanted to talk a little bit about the work and maybe a little bit of the life of Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Or, um, for a little bit, she was known as Frida Kahlo de Rivera, Mm -hmm. since she was married to Diego Rivera. But I feel at this point now, she's definitely more famous than Diego, at least more well-known. Yeah, probably, because at the time... As far as I understand, he was already a really famous mm-hmm. artist, and then they, like, got together, but... And then they kind of became a power couple, mm-hmm. living the dream. Yeah. except Frida hated him. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was that quote? The stream. It's a, it was something along the lines of, um, she's had, I've had two accidents in my life, uh, Diego and the trolley, and Diego was by far the worst. <laughs> I think I'm totally paraphrasing, but something among those lines. Yeah. And uh, if you didn't know, Frida has had lived a very turbulent life with health and had been in some serious near-death accidents. And we actually kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that. And kind of focus too. on that, to be honest, because when people think of Frida Kahlo, what do you think? Oh, can I have a bag with her face on it? Or a bracelet? Or a tattoo of her eyebrows and, like, the flowers that she wore? Or, um, (laughs) Halloween costumes? Yeah, I want to dress up like evergreen and go out because I'm so white. (laughs) Or there was a Barbie where they beautified her. And there was a Snapchat filter. So You just told me that and I was like, I think I already put it on my brain like, nope. Yeah, cool. there was apparently a Snapchat filter of Frida Kahlo, but um, they, like, when you put it on yourself, when you're taking that selfie, like, your skin is whiter. Like, I know she was, like, half white. She's half German, but she, she wasn't that white looking. No. <laughs> so, um, I guess a lot of people, and maybe... You don't know a lot about her, but a lot of people are familiar with this, like, bastardized version of her. Like, people don't really know her other than for her, like, eyebrows and, like, the crown of flowers she... And, like, the beautiful, elegant dresses she wears. Um, 
She was a communist, which seems to always, like, slip under the radar. She was a disabled uh, person. She was queer. Clearly a person of color. And I think she is a true definition of what a feminist should be. Not, Mm -hmm. like, that weird version of, like, white feminist with (laughs) little pink hats. Oh, God, sorry. (laughs) No, I was joking. Um... Sorry, taking a sip of this delicious ginger ale. Um, no, you know what? I'm not sorry that, you know, I'm making fun of, like, white feminists with, like, no. the pink hats. Because yeah. they deserve to be made fun of. They they are not very inclusive at all. Yeah. I feel like if they haven't taken the time to, like, hear those criticisms, then it it's going to turn into making fun of. Because at that point, you deserve it. <laughs> Maybe that's just us. I don't know. So, other than the Frida mania and the uh, Frida bilia, I guess that's what people call Frida, like, works, pieces, mm-hmm. yada yada, um, what, what, actually I don't know what I was going to ask, but like, what should she be known for? Um, I mean, her, I'm sorry, I'm just testing the levels real quick, okay. Um, I feel like, you know, her work, <laughs> like, I don't, what do you, well, what do you mean by that? Like, I think you just said it. Hmm. <laughs> People don't know her work. Yeah. They don't, I, they don't know her story. I feel like maybe they just know, they know essentially probably the most surface things. Like she was like kind of a feminist icon, but people like white feminists has sort of really appropriated that and turned it into something very like you said earlier a bastardized version of it um (laughs) of what she actually stood for i think and yeah like her her actual pieces i feel like there's only like maybe three or four that people really know you're probably right i don't think people really look at her artwork they just look at her at this point she's become this weird fashion icon Mm. weird feminist like i'm so woke kind of figure which is unfortunate um we did want to focus specifically on her disability today because that is a thing that just people just seem to overlook plus the communist part i, I don't know how that gets overlooked for some reason that is like really weird also to that me. um i do think maybe it has something to do with the biopic that was made of her i haven't um, seen it it's pretty Hollywood. Is it? Um, and uh, Selma Hayek plays her, but mm-hmm. they make her very pretty. I'm not. I'm not that. Not that I don't think she's pretty, like the actual Frida Kahlo, but they make her Hollywood pretty. I yeah. There's a certain look. Yeah. I, I'm, I take it that they gave her because she really embraced, you know, not like she let her armpit hair grow out. She didn't shave. Actual Frida. Yeah, actual Frida. Like, she didn't shave her mustache. She didn't Mm -hmm. fucking care about what her eyebrows looked like. She didn't care what she looked like. That wasn't important to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, like, even in that time, it was... And she's not, like, it's not like she's from, like, the 1800s. It's just relatively contemporary. Because she was born in 1907, I think. Yeah, so she would have been, like... I think the 30s and 40s were kind of her prime. Yeah, through 1954. 
Um, she died really young. She died at 47 mm-hmm. from her very decline in health. Yeah. Health. <laughs> I'm even drunk. Um, things that she had that, once again, get overlooked was she got polio when she was, like, around seven. Um, she has spina. She had spina. I say it like she's alive. She had spina bifida um, that, that affects the spinal. Um, she, because of the accident, um, on the bus, broken spinal, spinal, ugh, spinal cord. Oh my God, I can't speak. You can do Uh, it. Collarbone, (laughs) pelvis, ribs, and that caused chronic pain. Yeah. She definitely could have died from that. Like, they, from the story that I heard about it, um, like, uh, a pole or something, like, completely impaled her abdomen. And she broke a bunch of bones, like you just said. And, like... It went through her, like, uterus. Like, it went through the uterus up to, like, her... Like, it basically went through her body. That's insane. Like, it's... I think it was actually considered, like, they were surprised she survived. Yeah, they definitely thought she was gonna die. Like, there was a person that she was seeing at the time who begged them to like give her attention but they like didn't like the emergency people who came on the scene didn't like they ignored her because they assumed that injury was so bad there was no chance and they were trying to help the people who look like they might have a chance so if it wasn't for i i don't remember his name but if it wasn't for the person that she was seeing at the time she probably would have died way early which is crazy so so there you go oh, some crazy. frida facts for you Ugh. frida facts, facts. <laughs> sorry mm. jump on that frida mania bandwagon oh, no. um no but it is kind of tough talking about her because she her life was very difficult and she did suffer i mean she was very open about her like mental illnesses too mm. and suffering from depression which is another thing that i think mm. people forget about her mm-hmm yeah, it's like, it's interesting because it's like, now that you mention it, it just kind of feels like people don't see the whole person, you know? They uh-huh. just see the works, like the famous, famous works, and like, it's still not enough. Like, there's so much of a story and a life there that I think definitely gets glossed over. Yeah. Um, but once again, I don't think that biopic helped either, because they mm-hmm. kind of just made it very, like, Hollywood, very, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, this is her life. Hmm. And it just didn't. I, I do think they actually glossed over her being a communist in that movie. It's oh, just I'm like, sure. oh, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're just going to sure. talk about, like, some of her illnesses. <laughs> but enough about that stuff, I guess. <laughs> Let's go into the pieces. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have a couple of them pulled up. I don't know which one you want to talk about first. And we can talk about others. But... Let's talk about this one that we're looking at. Okay. Um, it's called Without Hope, and it was made in 1945, so this is towards the end-ish, mm-hmm. a little bit. She probably, she only had, like, ten years left at this point. Um. jeez. Oh, nine, maybe. Um, so, it's essentially an image, um, of her in bed, and, like, really, you don't get a lot of Frida in this piece. Like, it's really just, like, at her, like, her sheets are pulled up to her collarbone, and you see, like, a little bit of her shoulder. She's looking at you, and there's a ginormous um, structure over her and um, a big... I'm not entirely sure what's coming out of her mouth. 
But there's a lot of it dead looks like animals. Food, like meats. Yeah. And food. Did she have an eating disorder too that I had? Well, this heard? one was due to base this painted in particular was actually due to her like lack of appetite. So she was kinda mm. trying to, you know, um represent that and it was because of all the illnesses she was suffering through so and all the surgery she had to go through um so this was kind of her way of being like expressing that like i'm just i can't even yeah i can't even eat yeah and this structure in the piece is this supposed to represent the um that that structure essentially in real life that she had to help her paint in while she was laying down yeah, that looks like it, doesn't it? I think it? that's that's the first thing that I thought of, because I can't think of what else that would be, but um, I know I've seen pictures of her where she's, like, literally, like, either painting in bed or, like, has this over the bed. That it's, like, a actually big might structure. be, yeah, what holds, um, why can't I think, like, it looks like an easel. Yeah, it looks like a very <clears throat> angled easel for painting in the bed. And you said the year that it was made, right? Yeah, so this was 1945. 1945, oil on canvas. And it was actually, it was very small, 11 by 14. But yeah. she would have been in bed anyhow, painting this, so it's not like she can paint like a 30 by 40 in bed. Probably wouldn't be the most efficient to do. I actually found a little thing right here. This painting signifies the forced diet that she had been prescribed mm. by her doctor. And then instead of holding her painting, the wooden canvas that is depicted in the painting is holding a funnel, which is being used to feed her as she was lying in bed. Oh, so it's going in, and that's a funnel. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was reading that as coming out. Oh, God. But that is... I mean, you could read it like that, too, because she yeah. wasn't... Mm. She's not feeling well. Yeah. She doesn't want to eat. She, I wouldn't blame her if she... Oops. <laughs> I wouldn't blame her if she, like, just vomited all the food out. Yeah, so maybe there was... Not necessarily eating disorder then, like, just kind of trouble with eating because, like, appetite issues because of the medical issues, like you said. Ugh. It's super intense. There's also, a sh I think, a sugar skull in there. Is that what that's? Yeah, it looks like you. a little bit, a little sugar skull. Mm -hmm. Um. It's sort of just a very sad painting and very surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely has a lot of surrealist qualities in her work. Like, because the background, she's, like, just outside by the mountains, and there's a sun and a moon. <laughs> and it's definitely not a realistic scene after the bed. I mean, even in the bed, but um, it just gets more and more surreal in the background. Like, her whole world is kind she of... She probably wishes she was outside. Mm. I mean, if you're, like, laying in bed the whole time, just, like... Slowly yeah. dying to just like I want to go outside and not be here. Mm. So I don't think a lot of people know about this piece. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever even seen it before this. Um, looks vaguely familiar, but I've seen other works that kind of of hers that maybe look similar. But yeah, now well at least now really looking at it, it's very intense. A lot of her work is really intense. Very, it's very well done looking into yeah especially considering like if i don't know if you've ever tried painting in not a normal position it's not easy yeah <laughs> like if that was done laying down or you know in some position that's not just sitting up at a canvas then it's not easy or standing also in case 
I guess our listeners didn't realize Frida Kahlo's work is very surreal. Um, I think some people may get this idea that she could just do like realistic portraits or something. Because I I really Mm. don't think a lot of the general public is aware of what her artwork is about. Mm -hmm. Like, or like seeing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Even the more, like, straightforward ones that she has has, like, surrealist elements to it, but I don't think it's as amplified as it is in her other body of work. I feel so bad thinking this, but when I'm looking at all, like, so the image has grotesque, like, animals and, like, meats being, like, pushed into her mouth. Um... (laughs) That, like, little animal. I don't know what the hell that is. It's really cute, actually. (laughs) Um, It's like a lamb? I think it's a... Are you sure? It looks like a pig to me. Oh, is it a pig? Here. Because I think it's mostly... Oh, shit. I tried to open it. But even, like, the fish look kind of cute, too. They're, like, very... (laughs) They're just kind of almost like a... Like, not childlike, but maybe. It does actually look a little children's book-like. Yeah. Doesn't it? It looks like some sort of children's book I would read when I was little. <laughs> it's definitely. But no, like, I was, like, looking at that. I'm just like, that is the cutest little, I don't know what the fuck that is. A lamb? A pig? It's really cute. It's interesting, because, like, some of the animals appear to be skinned, and others just are, like, the animals themselves. Yeah, it's a combination of um, cooked meats, raw meats, and, like, just animals <laughs> yeah. hanging out. Interesting. And her face looks really calm there. Well, her face kind of looks defeated. I think oh, she's, she's crying. crying. She's crying. She's looking at the viewer. It's kind of upsetting. It's really upsetting. I'm sorry that I was just like, let's talk about all her work that deals <laughs> with her like disability well, and like her health. I mean, it's good to try to highlight it, you know, because she obviously had many feelings about it and so wanted to she made pieces of you know things that talked about it so people should talk about it mm-hmm. any last thoughts on this painting um i mean really. we recommend it's, you go look at it yeah definitely look at it and we'll, maybe i think we'll try to put it up on the instagram and yeah it just is just a very gloomy sad powerful piece so, that's Without Hope by Frida Kahlo. Um, <laughs> in case you forgot. <laughs> then, um, another one that we were looking at was Self-Portrait with the portrait of Dr. Farrell, 1951. So, this is very close to the end. Although, in this piece, there's a little bit more positive, like it not as intense it definitely has you know some hidden symbols that look to be kind of around <laughs> but um she's in a wheelchair in this one mm-hmm. and i think her um palette where you would actually normally put the paint it appears to be not only in the shape like normally a palette is kind of in like a sort of heart shape but there's also like a a heart on it yeah um and she's holding a bunch of paintbrushes as well so it's really the only symbol actually that i i see in here so that one in particular is to imply that she was painting with her own blood like with her own life her lifeblood 
Because it then... does look like all the brushes have the blood on them. Did she actually paint with her own blood? I don't think she did. I it think just, it was just, just more... Because like Dr. Faril, he was the one that did like a lot of her surgeries. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of her, I guess... Is it an homage to him? Yeah, I guess so. I was, like, thinking, I'm just like, what is this? Like, or, yeah. like, is this just, like, it's, it's, help, it's like a hopeful painting. Mm-hmm. Um, You've, <clears throat> this uh, little description under the painting that I'm looking at here says seven, he performed seven surgeries on Jesus. her spine in the year of 1951. Not, like, all together. <laughs> just in the year. Just but in one year? That's rough. But, wow. Yeah, and in the um, actual piece, it does kind of look like like he, I mean, it's a portrait of him in the portrait, but it looks like he's looking at her, like, I don't know, there's like a connection there. It's very unusual, this piece, because his portrait is super realistic mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is kind of just done in her normal realistic but not mm-hmm. like as hyper realistic as the painting of almost him. illustrative yeah illustrative. like style that she has and then yeah you're right like his is super real I, it's almost like saying like he's allowed like the real man has you know not allowed but like helped frida maintain that um ability to do this this work it, it also also looks photoshopped like that's how different it looks from the rest mm. of the painting do you get that like because when i like look away and then i look back then i'm just like oh i'm like that looks like someone just like just imposed it there kind of does because like a lot of the colors seem very like different from like in what's in the room where frida is versus the portrait itself and like like you said the portrait looks more realistic so, definitely gives that sense, which is interesting. And then, um, this is just oils in cam- on canvas, mm-hmm. as usual. I think that's all she used. I don't think she ever, like, really strayed away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a cool note that I was reading is it's it was the last, like, signed um, self-portrait mm-hmm. before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you were looking it up or you had maybe mentioned like um how she died like officially what happened she died basically just like decline in health and then she got syphilis Mm. like so just man that just like sucks like polio a lifetime of health issues accident that led to chronic like illness and then her mental health, mm-hmm. because, I mean, you can't blame someone that's, like, just struggling so much, like, health-wise to, like, n- of course they would have depression and they yeah. would just mentally be ill as well. It's like, I'm stuck in this bed. Yeah. And, yeah, so just decline in health. She was pretty much bedridden. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even with all that considered, like, she was also, like, a super active, like you said, communist. <laughs> so yeah. she also had, um... She had- Many affairs. Many affairs with men and women. Um, And she explored gender things uh, quite a bit. 
she often like um presented very masculine sometimes and very feminine others and played with different like fashion and styles and stuff like that um so that stuff is all there and it definitely did happen but like yeah i feel like people definitely slice out they just slice out it's almost like what frida kahlo people want to pick and choose yeah um, there is one more painting I do want to talk sure. about that I think is more well-known than the two that we looked at, and it is called, um, oh, geez, why did I walk away from that? I looked away from it on my phone. It's called The Broken Column. Oh, um, I think actually that was on that same that, page. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that. No, um, was it this one? Yep. So this one I think is more well-known than the two we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. So this one was painted in 1944 after she had her spinal surgery um, correction. Um, it was to correct like ongoing problems from that accident that she had when she was um, that she had that happened to her yeah. when she was on the bus when she was younger. The little there's we're on a website where there's like a little bit of oh it's fritacalo.org <laughs> that would <laughs> surprise. There's, you know, small descriptions under the pieces, and the very first sentence is, pain and suffering is a constant topic in Frida's paintings. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, it's it's so baffling that people don't consider it, so. Well, because Um, they think of her eyebrows and that crown mm -hmm. of flowers, and somehow she, yeah, it's just, there's this weird bastardized version of her that I just don't understand. Um. In this piece, though, she's got... I mean, you see the column, like, as though it's, like, um, like a Greek? Oh, I'm really bad with architecture. Um, but the, it's, like, an actual foundational column that's supposed to represent her spine that's all broken up. And there's nails all over, or what I assume is nails. Um, yeah, there's nails all over her body, probably mm-hmm. to keep her together. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though her work was very surreal, um, it was kind of literal, too. Yeah, right. It's interesting. <laughs> she does, like, lock that line. Like, it's actually pretty straightforward. There's not a lot to sort of hmm, infer. She looks really determined. She made herself look really determined in this, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that's the correct word to use, but, like, she's, like, looking straight like, she's when you look at this, this painting, she's looking straight at you while she's crying, but she also looks like she doesn't want to give up. Yeah, it yeah, it definitely gives me the sense of, like, I don't know, you see those commercials or whatever with, like, the people running. It's, like, that kind of feeling a little bit, except obviously this is way more intense and out of her control. But it is, you're right, that's a good way to describe it. It looks determined. Like, her expression is very, like, oh, it's powerful. And just because I knew this, um, the sheet that's supposed to be around her is supposed to be like a hospital sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. And there's nails in the sheet, too, so they're everywhere. So that's the broken column. Yeah. Are you, are no, you I'm just looking at it up? some more. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say. Just... Mm. I, I would say, once again, this is probably, out of the three we've talked about, this is probably one of her more well-known ones for the people that are familiar with her artwork. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, those woke 
white feminists um, that probably have never seen any of her art. Yeah. So yeah, that's some of her work. Mm-hmm. And we totally recommend that you go check the three that we talked about, but also read up on her and yeah. check out some of her other work, because I think, I mean, I like a lot of her work. I'm a little biased here. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, um, I'm not yaying to your being biased, but <laughs> I also like a lot of her work. Um, somebody had one, like, in a, one of a, one of actually the podcasts I was listening to that were talk that was talking about her so that I can kind of refresh my knowledge about her stuff and her life had kind of pointed out that like a lot of her stuff feels very modern like it would be done by an artist today yeah um it doesn't necessarily fit with a lot of what was being done at the time to some degree i mean the surrealists and stuff were happening at that time but you like you said like she does kind of walk this line of like kind of surreal but also kind of literal like yeah so it's sort of self-expression surrealism it's interesting yeah but check her out yeah check her out that's why we're talking about it what what is it uh women's history month that just sounds so (laughs) weird march is women's history month learn some like good history on some women (laughs) see that sounds awkward yeah (laughs) i think and that is that is the motto exactly as you said it learn some good history on some women welcome to women's history month it is march (laughs) congratulations go 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 us women go go women's history month any last thoughts (laughs) Um, no. Uh, go look at Frida Kahlo's work and Stop don't bastardize her. Yeah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't jump on that Frida mania wagon. Yeah. Um, actually go appreciate it. Uh, yeah, but I think that's it. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Beans. So, Ooh, the coolest of that, beans. Bringing it all bringing it the all way back. back. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yes. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Before we go, we just want to give some credit to Jonathan Stutz for providing us with um, their amazing music throughout this podcast. Um, if you want to find more of their music, including the song that you hear on uh, the intro and outro to our podcast, it's called Rushing, you can find that at stutzmusic.bandcamp.com. And that's spelled S-T-U-T-Z music.bandcamp.com. Feel free to write to us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Drunk Art Chat. Yeah, if you visit our anchor.fm uh, profile, which is just anchor.fm slash drunk dash art dash chat, you can also donate to us. If you're already supporting us by uh, subscribing, we thank you so much. And if you are feeling generous, you are able to uh, give either 99 cents a month, $4.99, or $9.99. Your choice. Um, Or if that that link is too long to remember, just go to bit.ly slash DAC donate, all one word. And, uh, you know, 
that money will go towards drinks and paying for our SoundCloud account and all, all sorts of good stuff. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Cameron Benamon. I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this has been Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat.